0: Um, so hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again. So we haven't got Yap today. What have we done? What have you done with Yap? I'm Throw him away. away. Threw him away. Not even regenerating uh, him. No, Just no, waste.
1: No. <laughs> no. Yap has a terrible cold and I had him on the phone this morning and uh, I could barely understand him. Very So good. he skipped all the things that he had to talk.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. He got out of everything. Yeah. masterstroke
1: basically yeah <laughs> he doesn't there even have his kids home
0: sorry say that again he doesn't even have his
1: kids home so oh. it's a sort of holiday today
0: right okay so there is no there's no excuse <laughs> um so after the the last conversation um the three of us which i sort of continued with a few of them actually i because when when we set this up um a month or so ago uh, we kind of did it really with no really clear plan uh, as to what we were doing. Uh, like I said, I think when I, we we very first did it, in fact, the the kind of the route to this was, um, yeah, Nils and I had been having a, a conversation for about the last four months, which in the first instance we were trying to organise some roundtables. We thought it would be useful for the regenerative movement if. Uh, we had some roundtables because I think we had a bit of a hypothesis that um, maybe one of the things that the regenerative movement would benefit from was a more uh, common and coherent story, or a commonly told story uh, that described what it is um, that other people could kind of rally around. So we thought it would be useful to put on some roundtables uh, where we invited various different stakeholders and people. Um, from the regenerative movement to come talk about it, and to see if we could sort of take from that some ideas which might inform a a next table might inform a project to 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 follow, um, but the only learning from that exercise is that uh, nobody came. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody came to the round tables uh, and I think that was partly because we didn't really have a sort of relationship with anybody not in that way other than our wives and partners uh, and so it was kind of we we had no there was no real reason to come uh, and after we had tried that little exercise we thought we kind of um, had another another conversation and we'd been having these these weekly meetings. And um, I think Yap yeah, or Nils, I can't remember uh, who sort of made the initial suggestion. Well, well, look, why don't we just have the conversation that we're having, but press record and invite people along. And so, actually, what this is uh, and where this sort of started was from, that, was from that, which is, let's you know, we we kind of have an interest in this. Uh, evolving developing regenerative movement we have an interest in uh, learning about it ourselves we have an interest in inspiring other people to get involved with this with this movement but we didn't really have a kind of clear pan behind the kind of podcast or the webinar or whatever this thing is uh, we just thought well let, let's literally press record start inviting people along and see what it turns into and so part of the thing that we're going through after the last call and sort of conversations i was having with a few since it was just checking back in what is it that this is that this is what is it that we're kind of hoping to do and you know what what is it what would it might most usefully grow into and i think we were kind of reminded that. Uh, you know, as a, as a place to learn about the regenerative movement is clearly part of what it's about. Uh, and in time that it might be a place where other people who are interested in the regenerative movement can come and uh, learn about that too. Um, and one of the things, obviously, we are keen to sort of follow and track is the journey that Yap and Nils are on because they, having made the decision that actually, rather than sort of talking about the need for regenerative change, uh, which is basically all I've done is talk about it, uh, they decided that they would sort of act on it. And so their journey, um, working out how to um, how to develop this regenerative farm, is a really useful um, kind of prototype for us all, I think, really, as we try and work out what regenerative work is for us, but also as we kind of inspire other people to do that. So I guess that's an extremely long and rambling introduction. And maybe a good way, a good place to start, and Niels, as as you've kind of made Yap ill today, um, is uh maybe we, we start start with the farm, a few minutes. What's what's going on in the in the journey to the in the journey to the market garden? So yeah, hi, welcome everybody. Um Yeah, you you you
1: always tell that you, you didn't do anything, you're just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um the thing is, we don't talk a lot about it. Well, so that's I think that's uh, uh, the main reason we found each other. Mm-hmm. That you are good at talking about things, and we are not so good in talking about things. So um, I think it's not doing nothing. I think that the story about regeneration, or whatever you want to call it, it's, it's a story that needs to be told. Um, so thank you for that. And um, yeah, what what about the farm? So. Uh, Last week or the week before, I don't know, we told that we are going to delay a little bit till the end of this year due to a little, mostly logistical problems. The, the, the farm is uh, more than an hour drive away. We, well, if you live in America, in America that isn't a lot. But if you do have to do it every day and you have a young family at home and you're, uh, it's your first season as a farmer, that's, uh, that's a bit too much. And then we have the luxury to start uh, in the little well, later this year after the season just to start uh, laying the beds and everything. So, so that was a comforting thought. When we made the decision, that was literally a relief. So, okay, that's so we, we took the time to do a quick recap on oh, what was the journey last one and a half year, and um, and one of the things that we talked about a lot is the definition of regeneration and and what topics it touches. So it's, Mm. if you talk about the farm or soil, it's it's a pretty clear cut story. Um, But then there is also society and there's also economy and there's also community around the farm. And um, so uh, we've been talking a lot about that and how are you going to organize it and how the legal structure of the farm should look like that as many people can become uh, part of the farm and not only uh, two farmers like yap and me that are uh, the owners uh, so that's uh, that's been a lot of uh, a lot of discussion interesting discussion with a lot of people again and um, and that's the main thing we're doing now uh, is talking to people uh, and also with partners so with ecologists uh for, for financial people are going to help us getting the money on a different way than the, mm-hmm. than, than the normal than, than the normal uh investment or a bank would do yeah um so yeah that's basically what's happening
0: okay great so there's a couple of things in there that are, would be useful to come back to the kind of legal structure i listened to an interview which i think you guys actually recommended which was um with marcus uh, Link. Is it? Yeah. Uh, who's doing the new foundation farms in the UK? And I think he done a lot of really interesting work around uh ownership structures there. So we can we can come back to that and, and maybe some of the things around investment too. But actually, I'm also interested in the first thing you said, which was about definitions, which might seem like a sort of uh, you know, kind of step one oh one place. I i saw some friends last week and I was talking to them about regenerative. I have friends. We were all socially distant, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, and we were i was talking about this podcast and actually one of my friends said to me what is regenerative agriculture uh, and uh, <laughs> i kind of realized i didn't actually have a kind of clear straight off the cuff response so who who can help me with a clear concise short and snappy definition of what what regenerative agriculture is any takers there are no hands up in the room
2: okay. I, I i would um I, I would expand on three words okay good thanks sean uh, soil soul and society because Ooh, i mentioned very that very nice before. yeah
0: soil soul. soul and society okay so tell, tell me more so soil
2: that's the biology
0: mm-hmm. and, and
2: and 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 if you ever seen the film, the film fantastic fungi Uh, uh, it's it's a really good film Uh, and the life in the soil and and the access to the nutrients and nutrient-rich food and and without going too much down there so that that then
0: uh. oh i've lost you i've lost your i've lost your lost your voice
2: sorry about that sorry about that i'm back again hopefully Uh, that nutrient-rich food can hopefully take that uh, individual, that soul, that society, to an almost new level of of, of capacity or capability in terms of of mental capacity, uh, uh, sporting capacity, whatever capacity it Mm -hmm. might be. Um, So, so, soul and and the society, well, of course, connecting with yourself is an important thing, connecting with others and connecting with the natural world um mm-hmm. uh, so so <clears throat> but um uh, and yeah, I was at a meeting myself there recently and, and uh, it was a new Irish organization in Ireland called Antall of Bio it's an Irish uh, an Irish uh, uh, organization to represent as uh, land or ho- owners and 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 and, and small scale farmers really and uh, I I liked their idea of of uh, trying to grow the that movement across the different river catchments across the country and i thought that that's a nice that's a nice approach because uh, again water water is such an important natural resource like the soil and so so uh, and at the moment in ireland there is a kind of a growth of new rivers trusts in Ireland to, to protect the rivers, and, and, and so I shared that information with Antalop Bio because it could be again collaborations and connections, in is, is so important in, in terms of growing the regenerative. Because uh, and I think Niels has touched on, on that already with making connections with different people. And um, so, I, I that's that's kind of really where I'm where I as far as I can go at the moment on that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. Thanks, yep. Paul. Thank you. So any, anyone else want to chime in with, with useful things that I can say to my friends about what I've been up to?
3: Well, I had a p- proposal together last week and because a business I'm working with is potentially looking to kind of start their sustainability journey. And they asked me exactly the exact same question, what does regenerative mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and again, I'd like maybe other people's opinion on this. And I said, well, it's uh, um, giving back more than you take. Mm -hmm. now i don't know if that's the true definition of it or whether regenerative means kind of hitting the median where actually everything is in stasis but in my mind it's actually flourishing flourishing mean it means more means more growth um so actually there's more at the end than there was at the start
0: Mm -hmm. right yeah more at the end than at the start
3: yeah yeah do other people
1: agree? Or uh... yeah, I had an uh, interesting discussion uh, away a couple of months back. I think it was also about the definition of regeneration. And in, in Holland, it's called herstellende landbouw. And uh, herstellende is well a translation of regeneration. But herstellen, if like if you if you have a, a dent in your car, you're going to a repair shop and you let it you, you repair it. That could also be Erstellen. Mm-hmm. So, but that's not what regeneration should be like. It's regeneration should be more like, uh, well, I'm going to um, to uh, um, handle my car differently so that it doesn't get dense again. Mm-hmm. So it's about it's a, it's a, it's about behavior also. And then there, um, I think it was even in the podcast you just mentioned, Ben. That uh, that, would, that they said well regeneration is not degeneration. Mm. So and I heard a lot of uh, definitions of uh, of regeneration come by and and it seems that every week we are into this topic. The definition should be literal longer <laughs> because then uh, regeneration is a is a, a Western white people definition. Although it was already done many thousands of years ago when the most indigenous people still is. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah, I'm not sure what I wanted <laughs> to say with that point, but yeah, regeneration, it's, 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 getting, it's getting more dimensions uh, every week. We think, we think about it, mm-hmm. actually. So, um, and then now there's in, in, a, in a big newspaper in Holland, there's also an article that is regeneration, the new uh, eco, uh, uh, is, is it the new trend? Mm. So, and that means that uh, well, it's it's getting hollowed out. Yeah, the new so, fad, you might say.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Mm, yeah, I think that that's there's definitely kind of truth in that. And so, Julian, I know you you have you've studied these things. If you were <laughs> going to give us a, a definition, is there anything you would you would kind of add to to what's been offered so far? Um.
4: Well, I. I, I, I agree with all the uh, growing the life uh, sentiments um i think it's the main I, I don't think i have much to add i think it's it's most of it is coming from a definition of uh, in an opposition to something so uh, regenerative agriculture is very much uh, no tillage um, it's going, or it's not doing certain practices or it's doing other practices and it's mostly coming from something that is considered normal whether that normal is conventional or uh, organic agriculture um and so it is still very much a broad definition and it's and i think that is also the strength of it because regenerative agriculture eventually depends on the expertise of the farmer doing it mm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. That's really really helpful. Um, I'm, I'm curious, uh, Nils, in the article, if you read the article, um, what and it was talking about sort of regenerative ideas being being a being a fad. What was it? What was it kind of focused on? Was it focused on regenerative agriculture, or was it focused on the regenerative movement more widely? Which article are you referring to? The one that you referred to you said that in um, in uh, the in, podcast. Yeah. Well, it was about
1: regenerative agriculture, mm-hmm. um, but then the solution, not that we need a small-scale agriculture, but that we need to think of enterprises.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's it's basically about the, how can we make uh, regenerative agriculture uh, bigger. Mm-hmm. And I think, because I, I, I read a lot of articles and I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I've, I've sometimes difficult to, to distinguish the things that have been said on, by multiple people, but um, I think the point is that um, in the last decades, there have been many small-scale farmers that, that, that uh, have regenerative practices, so to say, um, and the promise was always that if we have enough of these small-scale farmers, then eventually, well, things will shift. Mm-hmm. Um, but that still didn't happen. So there are other forces still at work that, that, that hold people back from having many uh, small-scale farmers, regenerative mm-hmm. farmers. Mm-hmm. So then how can we speed that up? And I think that's, that's, that's what, what, what basically his point is. And, and he has a solution for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can connect all the, the small-scale farmers or you can start bigger farms on regenerative practices. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what they do in America. So I think that was the, the basic message.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I guess so that then does sort of point to, you know, if one of the kind of interests and motivations we had at the beginning was inspiring more people to kind of buy into, for one of a better phrase, the regenerative movement, then that does kind of invite the question what are the main obstacles do people think to inspiring more people to kind of think and kind of think regeneratively and act regeneratively that's why for me the definition is important because it's the first question that people ask what is it so if there's some clarity to what it is what what are the main uh, obstacles do people think to um kind of inspiring the movement more widely um beyond that
3: but i had yeah. one more sorry just had one more no, question no. Really, really on that kind of you know really to, to answer your question ben as well is i wonder whether there is uh still a, a feeling that a regenerative won't give us the solutions on a scale um mm. to answer kind of the global kind of uh, issues that we face now whether that's a fallacy or reality um I certainly have conversations with uh, with friends and colleagues that see it as a bit of a fringe a fringe movement that won't won't have enough, you know, in classic market terms, won't have enough scale mm. to work.
0: Yeah, so that is something which I have been challenged with too. Um, I've been told exactly the same thing. And so, I mean, what, what, what do we think about the answer to that? What is the answer to that? That regenerative is never going to basically solve the food issues at the scale that need to be solved for example um what what is the what is the response to that that thought that accusation
3: so i think that the the, the a lot of people
1: in the regenerative movement they say well 70 to 75% even um, of the world population is today is fed by a small scale farmers which could potentially be regenerative farmers
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would say um, and in order for that to work um, on a global level I think uh, we, there, there needs to be an adjustment of uh, diet because mm-hmm. a lot of our agricultural land across the world is of course being used for livestock mm-hmm. and for feeding mm-hmm. livestock so, so there I think is a big part of the, of the issue so the, mm-hmm. the Western lifestyle, uh, concerning food, is not a lifestyle we can, uh, well, we can. How uh, do you call it in English? We can, we can hold. We can sustain. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the. That's, so that's why also. That's why regenerative uh, cannot only be uh, about agriculture, but it's also about education and community and people souls.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: we have to do this together. Mm. Yeah, I. Julian Linton, <laughs> go ahead.
5: No, I I, I agree with uh, with Niels. Um, I mean, some of this I can speak from a little bit of personal experience, just in a so it was a transformation that I did to myself, you know, maybe five years ago or so. But we're talking about regeneration until Niels just brought it up about the external environment, which is necessary, but to change the mindset at the individual level, in many ways, the regenerate the regenerative movement has to start within your own personal environment. I think, and that's health, that's diet, that's how you interact. Um, I think there's a there's a there's a disconnect, you know, and I see this with with some some people, some farmers, of, of people that do philanthropic work, you know, good deeds, these types of things maybe even in the, in the medical communities and they're so focused on you know positive change in some aspects or doing good things that they negate uh they neglect their own environment and it becomes run down or diminished um so health health and diet and lifestyle and then there's many ways to we're talking about you know food as as a solid going in as a feedstock going in but there's there's a number of different ways to pull energy to to create this balance that Matt touched upon this this full you know stasis if you will you know uh where i don't i don't think it's necessary to to eat three or four you know times a day especially if you've got good re, you know regenerative sources right and the quality is then increased uh you can employ you know from a diet perspective um you can employ fasting know there's there's grounding uh in in terms of you know uh what i call the yin and yang between you know the earth and the sun and uh uh earthing or grounding whatever you want to call it there's breathing mindful breathing meditation you know if you're into crystal energy uh yoga exercise there's all kinds of different things that make this movement happen but in order for someone to believe in the regenerative movement i think externally uh you know you have to first believe that i think that you matter your body matters to to interact with everybody else to get this balance and as it stands when i you know there's a lot of a lot of people that don't you know have maybe the the cleanest lifestyle or diet and it adds so much stress and pressure that their mind follows you know what these distresses might you know point them towards which aren't healthy so it's very tough for the mind to overcome uh, things that if your body is in dis, you know, disease is dis-ease. And if your mind is, uh, you know, if your body is in that flux, your mind has to follow that. It's very tough to psychologically overcome that. But if you give your body the right feedstock and change your the structure of your body, your mind will change. I think once you, uh, you know, you simplify, you do that. And that transition period is tough. It's not easy by any means. Uh, but once you do that, a lot of stress and anxiety just gets lifted and things become more simple. And I mean, I know it did for me and it brought me to these types of conversations. You know, if, if uh, five or, forgive me for talking a little bit longer here, but if five or seven or 10 years ago, I, I wouldn't be in this forum had I not changed even these some of these things about myself, you know? So I think it starts within. And I mean, what would happen, Niels, you know, to your point, if everybody, simultaneously stop shopping in the middle aisles of the grocery store and went to the perimeter where everything is there enough for everybody to go around i mean in some in some ways i have gratitude because thankfully there's enough for me to choose from from the perimeter because i know to stay away from the middle and the junk you know now could could it be you know could 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 society or or the 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 markets just you know sustain and maintain if everybody stopped drinking soda, Coca-Cola, put all these other types of big corporations right out of business, if everybody did it at once, you know, um, I don't know, I, I, There's it, it's sort of interesting, but I, I think it starts, you know, inside first.
0: Yeah, that's really useful, Tom. I think that's that's really, it's really interesting. So the idea that actually the shift, like we say, so the question, which is, can these things solve the problems at scale that we need, is part of the thing which kind of creates the thinking which can't see through it. So uh, actually the way, like your kind of question, your invitation, Tom, is actually to make it about you and your individual. What's kind of right for you? What are the changes which actually are most beneficial to you kind of naturally starts to lead people more towards a place where the kind of regenerative ideas become the logical solution?
5: Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean Neil probably everybody here could probably uh, agree that we're trying to um uh revisit or revitalize something that was already put in place and it was just the way and, you know going back in ancient history that's just the way it was done until uh you know depending on what time period we're talking but and I, and I'm I'm reading a, a book about these time periods and this transition of 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 the mindset of where we are now but Uh, what has happened over thousands of years is we've gone from what used to be a a very peace, harmonizing, communal, uh, you know, sort of relationship with nature into now it's dominant. It's, it's, it's based on ego. It's, it's global. It's, it's just, it's destructive. And we're starting, you know, and we're trying to make a, or I, I, some might see this as a, a new movement, but it really isn't. It's just going back to what used to be just the way, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think I think if you have that recognition internally as an individual, I think then you can see that everybody also deserves that same recognition. There's a certain amount of self-love that you need, and obviously too much can be damaging and you know, and, and such, but once you recognize that certain amount of self-love. You, something has to go off inside, at least it did for me, that everybody else has that inside them as well, which makes us equal at that point. And if we're equal and we pay it forward all the time, then the outcomes and the expert, I don't think you need expectations. The outcomes take care of themselves in in, in that respect. Mm-hmm. If you change the mindset, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
5: of course, with the whole environment of your body.
0: Yeah. That's great, Tom. Thank you.
5: Not a small
1: not a small, uh, not a small task, too. <laughs> it's,
0: it's not a small you know, task. Yeah, but I think the thing that's kind of interesting about it for me is it's not a small task, but actually, it's also a um, quite a manageable interpersonal one. So, like, if I think about the person who, who was who was challenging me, the conversation I was referencing as um, you know, as Matt did, where somebody said to me, "Yeah, but it, you'll never get the scale with that," actually. He is also somebody who uh I think actually a lot of the questions which you're you're posing, Tom, actually the way to address that conversation is on the personal basis. And so, you know, actually, if you do start to kind of address it person by person, you know, clearly that's seven billion conversation, so it will take a while. But uh, you know, you kind of wonder actually whether that is is the way in, uh, is is a is a useful way of starting to kind of challenge things, at least in sort of complement to. Um to, to to other things which are, are ongoing,
3: just on uh, Tom's points, I suppose the only one I was just reading uh, the wilding book by Isabella tree. I don't know if anybody's read it. And they're talking about uh, shifting baseline syndrome. Oh, yeah. Um, effectively where, you know, I think we all do this. And I was reflecting on uh, my childhood, living next to fields and uh, probably that weren't being sprayed with uh glyphosate and various other things back in the you know back in the day and the fact that got used to the fact that there's no uh, no insects in the air you know and when i was a kid you know you leave your bathroom lights on at night then uh, the bathroom would be literally covered floor ceiling and walls in uh, in moths and now you get nothing
0: mm-hmm. you
3: know and the fact that we've you forget what it used to be like
0: mm. yeah yeah, I mean one one of the um, other things which I'm kind of reminded of I mean, that, which again, it's taking me back to the same conversation with the with the uh, the person who was challenging whether the regenerative agriculture can say, solve the problems at scale. His argument was, you know, which is the one that people default to is essentially the tech solution. Like, so vertical farming produces the food at scale. And then you free up the agricultural land for rewilding, which is basically what you reminded me of that in your point there. So let vertical farming or some version of that create the food that people need. And uh, then you free up the agricultural land, which can then be uh, rewilded. Uh, and so then that solves then the second question that you're talking about there, Matt, which is, you know, all, all of the life, which comes back to to that what do we what do we say to that as an argument, Julian?
4: Yeah, well, I'm I'm not sure if my point can be made within the remaining time I still
0: have. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> but, can give uh, us a clue, give uh, us an uh, my,
4: insight. My, my my clue is basically, um, I think regenerative agriculture also comes from a certain protest movement, um, in the sense like you were talking about scale and and for. to to work in agriculture at scale, you either need um, a lot of, you will need a lot of help. Whether that help is glyphosate or that help is uh, human labor, um, it makes a difference. And so, in essence, capitalist agriculture depends on um, glyphosate labor uh, or glyphosate help, um, whereas the, Regenerative agriculture can only work at scale with expertise, with, uh, with human labor, uh, and so I think this is also from a very much from a protest movement against this capitalist um, model of agriculture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, of course, I don't want to sound too communist in this sense, but this is this is a thing that I think might impact. Um, yeah, sort of the, the, the global view of agriculture as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to to kind of sort of to um, to kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, to play on the idea of this as protest or to acknowledge that it is so to kind of use the idea of pro- protest to try and support the movement or a kind of acknowledging that as a as a challenge for it.
4: I, I think it's a, it's a fundamental paradigm shift um, and it, it, it has to come from people coming together. Um, mm-hmm. And that is, of course, what you're doing. Um, but it's, it's both the strength and the challenge, I think, um, mm-hmm. because it is very communal. But on the other hand, you would need to put in the work to actually connect these people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Great, thank you. Um, so as you alluded to as well, um, we are nudging into our time, uh, which is one of the things that Yap and Nils and I were talking about the other week is whether we start to kind of look at time, maybe start to bring in some kind of interviews for with other people, uh, which might be a useful way of kind of going deeper into certain subjects. Um, so yes, yeah, so it's kind of sort of something that we, we're we going to be looking at. But thanks for your input. Uh, Nils, any any parting words? Of wisdom or otherwise from you i just put a link in the chat
1: i caught yesterday as uh, for the documentary the seats of fadana shifa ah. so,
5: yeah well i watched that
1: yeah yeah it's uh, it's you can stream it now so uh, I, I, de- I definitely recommend watching it. It, it it came it popped in my mind because you were talking about activism julia
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so um um no nothing more to add I think this was a very nice discussion.
0: Mm, yeah. No, really appreciate that. So I now have some things to say when people ask me the question. I uh, do you have finger. something. Sean? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Just one final thing, if I could uh, let Please. me know. Uh, and that um, it seems to be uh, highlighted here in New Ireland is access to land is is, is an issue. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and just maybe. People in the city um, uh, would like to get access to land and and, and people in the country are somewhat restricted in in giving access because they are tied into uh, common agricultural policy schemes and and basic payment schemes and and these kind of schemes. So that is uh, certainly uh,
0: an issue. Mm, Yeah, so that's an obstacle to this movement spreading. Yeah, yeah.
3: But just very quickly on that, I think uh, one thing that we've experienced here in the village that I live in is that landowners are resting to give access to land because they don't want rights of way uh, because setting a precedent across their land. In the fact that we live on, um, there's a major A road through the centre of the village and the potential for them ultimately selling the land to developers in the future when it's got right of access determined by that so yeah it's quite a complex
0: mm.
3: complex issue
0: yeah these kind of sort of systemic blocks yes in some respects talking about you know kind of consumer demand which is a little bit you know what sort of tom is talking to a little bit and then you kind of very quickly get to these things which are the sort of more systemic blocks like you're pointing to there matt yeah and sure okay guys uh, really appreciate everybody's uh, time and contribution. Um, and yeah, we shall we shall be back next Monday uh, with some thoughts in advance about things that we might talk about. So appreciate you joining if you have time, and feel free to point other people to the conversation if you think it's worth it.
1: Great, thanks.
0: Thanks bye. everyone. Bye Bye-bye. bye. Bye.